Welcome back to Listening In. I'm here again today with Chuck. What's up? Um, it Today, it's uh, actually pretty warm outside, so um, I hate talking about the weather, but it's actually a pretty glorious day. Yeah, the annoying thing about being in Chicago is, even though when we're recording this, it's not supposed to be winter, it snowed like last week pretty well. And like, Honestly, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be summer. But <laughs> that's why I kept it like this. Like I'm not saying exactly when we're recording it, so people can't just like find it and be like, "Guys, you've been recording this for two years and you've released like ten episodes." Yeah, I think it's no secret to anyone who's listening to this podcast, or maybe you're new. Um, we're really bad, and when I say we, I mean I am really bad at um, putting out new episodes because. Yeah, and I didn't help him at all with that, so well, I have nothing to do with it. The, the good thing is, for anyone um, listening, is that we have been recording a lot of podcasts. It's probably not doing you much good right now, because you're not going to hear this until after all the other ones have come out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is something we're going to try to do and be more consistent, and hopefully by the time, like with releasing, um, like once a week or once every other week, um, and hopefully by the time you hear this, it means that we have already kind of gone into that good release mode it means that we have gotten to this date in all hope we can like we still have an episode to release that we recorded in february yeah so we're not a full year behind yeah we're getting better we're getting better we're about there anyway with with that said um so um today we're going to be talking about a song wink by the voids um it's one of our I say R. It's not like we share all of our opinions uh, like the same. It's not like we share the same opinion on everything. But one thing we do have a lot of commonality on is anything that Julian Casa, Casablancas is behind. I don't know why. I said it weird. Um, <clears throat> it's He's just such a prolific artist. And it's it's hard to honestly not just talk about him all the time in his projects. I, I will actually refute that a little bit. Little do people know, I'm literally a robot that Andrew, like, programmed and developed software. Or Chuck, software. as you might know me. Yeah, sorry, that Chuck... Um, I go by both names. Yeah, he developed software for me, and then I get charged, like, every week or so. That's really what takes us so long with putting out these episodes. Because of all the it's, repairs. Yeah, all the repairs, and then all the, like, you have to recharge my batteries for, like, months at a time at, at times, so... You know, but that's just a little conspiracy for you guys actually really listening in. Exactly. If you're really listening in, only the real fans are aware of that. But I mean, it's nothing new. Um, anyone who's a fan of John um, Lennon knows that um, he uh, like died in uh, kind of during his prime. And then he was definitely replaced with a robot or someone who looks just like him um, and acts like him. But you can tell that it's not really him. At least that's what a lot of the fans say. So you know how we've been saying on this podcast how we had a few other episodes before we really got formatted? Well, I died before any of these formatted episodes came out. This robot right. replaced it was, me. It was a tragedy, and the sad part is that it really set us back because without Steven, we couldn't really do a podcast. So <laughs> it wasn't until through the wonder of science and technology. We actually started recording this about 10 years ago. But um, it, it took us a while to recover. But we're finally back on track, and we're going to be releasing new episodes consistently. 
Yep, that's that's where you really should get out of this. Forget everything else, but remember that we will release episodes more often, mm. hopefully. Also remember the 5th of November. Um, True. But, Is of, it November 5th? No, that was a while ago. True. Oh, now I'm late. <laughs> no, no. We've know. broken the code. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing, kind of one around that subject that's kind of funny, is um, a lot of people, too, were, had a similar conspiracy theory about Jack White. Um, where he was in a car accident and people were convinced that he is a robot now. But see, the difference between those conspiracies and like what we're saying about our podcast is ours is not a conspiracy. It's so it's fact. not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's actually true. True. Yeah. So if Steven, sometimes he gets off his programming, so I need to like stop the podcast and like fix that. That's honestly why we pause the podcast so much. It's because he has to reboot and then. Yeah. But uh, with, that, with that said, in the. the marvels of modern technology um so yeah this this is a the song wink um it's which was also produced from using the marvels of modern technology that's how we'll segue into this well that's true it was and honestly it wouldn't be possible to create an album like this like 300 years ago so it truly is a marvel (laughs) yeah and honestly um the way the voids which we're talking about the song wink by the voids um, the way they structured that whole album of virtue. Yeah, this it is, is off the album Virtue, by the way, their latest. Right. As of now. Um, it is interesting to me that um, they were able to use so many like basic instruments, but they actually used the technology they had to improve it and enhance the sound and the quality and give it a different sound. Yeah, so it's not... I mean, obviously, the technology exists for everyone. I was obviously joking when I was saying it was a technological marvel or whatever <laughs> compared to 300 years ago, even though that is true. Um, but, yeah, we don't do too many reviews of 300-year-old music. But, uh, yeah, for them, they kind of... Generally, their first album was going in more of like an experimental direction, and I don't like to use the word experimental because... I feel like in this day and age, um, Japan. No, in this day and age, there's so much stuff out there that's like actually experimental, and a lot of the stuff that like you might just say is experimental is actually not really that experimental in the grand scheme of things. Just because there's so many people making music now that the bar for for that is like gone crazy. So like, for, uh, but what's interesting is for their second album, they decided to take on um, a more accessible approach. And they wanted to kind of make music that could be enjoyed by a lot of people. And it's not so much of a niche thing. But they also didn't want to betray kind of like their artistry and, and like their uniqueness. And remind me again, which one was their second album? Virtue is the Virtue second is album. Is second. The first okay. album is Tyranny. Right. Okay. But yeah, so if you listen to Tyranny, it's a lot more raw. And a lot of people would probably say it's harder to listen to. And Virtue has more of a, a much more pleasing sound. But... Again, the whole goal was to not kind of betray their artistic roots or whatever and still have it be a project that they really feel is special. And I think they do a really great job. And that's something I can appreciate, especially like as we do this podcast, we try and make sure we improve on every episode and figure out what well, we did. Well, not every episode. Well, improve in <laughs> I'm, I'm certain kidding. ways. Yeah. But 
figure out what we liked, what we didn't like, and try and build on that. And so I really appreciate it when I see, even in things where you don't maybe think about it as much, it's like a main rock group, like just improving it. They're the same group, but they're just improving on their sound. It could be a different sound even, but they're just improving it in their Exactly, opinion. and that's that's ultimately like the main goal, right? It's just constant improvement, um, and it's, it's good when you don't plateau. Um, and speaking of which, we're thinking of adding um, maybe some segments to this podcast, like reoccurring segments. Um, so we would definitely like feedback on that. Yeah, for so sure. If if you have any thoughts about um, just kind of like structured segments we could add or what you'd like to hear us talk about, um, that, that would be um, great for us because that's also part of progressing. Right, exactly. And even though we're a music-based podcast and we wouldn't mind like more music segments, if you have other segments that you would just enjoy for us to figure out and try and come up with something with that, that's okay too. Yeah, just let us know anything. Definitely contact us. You can send us like a message on Anchor um, or um, our, what's our Twitter? Twitter? It's underscore listening underscore in. And our Instagram? Is um, listening in podcast. Yeah. So I've been screwing it up. I've been saying underscore listening underscore in. But really, the Instagram is listening in podcasts. Yeah, so we'll work on that, probably try to get our handles unified. But yeah. for now, those are great places to reach out to us, um, and we would love to hear um, hear, hear from people. We, we've gotten some feedback before, um, like recently, and it's been pretty helpful. Yeah. So with that said, though, I think we should probably go ahead and get started. Um, it was a decent intro, huh? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Again, this is Wink um, by The Voids um, from their 2008 album Virtue, and uh, let's get started. So that's um, that's the start of um, Wink. Um, it's kind of an interesting vibe um, coming from the Voids. Um, they usually have more of like um, I don't know a heavier sound. This one it's more kind of, kind of got like a tropical feel to it almost. It's kind of like for me I I don't know even what this term means, but it's the first thing I think of. It's more like bouncy. It's more upbeat. Yeah. Whereas most of their and like stuff, playful, playful it's, it's playful, yeah. yeah. Uh, most of their stuff, in my opinion, is more like mellow. 
Or serious, or, or serious. just like generally weird, or curious, or yeah, or curious spells the Q U. Yeah. I don't even know how to spell <laughs> the rest of it, but yeah, that's one of their songs uh, off this same album. But this song, the way <coughs> they structure it, the way they have it um, presented, and and just kind of like the um, the tone that they have on that guitar too. It's just it's like you said, it's playful, it's upbeat, like. I'm. I don't know. I know it's not many people would be like this is. Pe- people would be like this isn't an upbeat song. But if you compare it to the voids in general, yeah, yeah it's upbeat for the especially voids. their first album. Yeah, but um, I I would say in general people would probably consider this pretty like upbeat and like playful. Um, when you listen to the lyrics, they add a little bit of depth to it, which is always a great thing and but it's it's kind of deceiving like the um happy playful sound well that's what i was gonna say what i always say is if it sounds upbeat and playful like that's when you really need to listen into the lyrics because usually they're saying the exact opposite of how the song right. is going and for instrumentally me, for me that's one of my favorite things when a group can do that it's not like it's a, a requirement but sometimes it can create a really nice, I don't know, I, I really cringe to use this word, but a really nice synergy, kind mm-hmm. of like these two, or I guess it's more like discord, maybe, okay. where it's things that don't necessarily go together, but it still, it feels great when they are together. So you hear it a lot in music when you there's stuff that normally wouldn't sound that good, but you make it happen, and it's it somehow just your brain is like, wow, that's the thing that needs to happen, and yeah. that's exactly how this song makes me feel. I mean, I could probably say that for all of their songs, though, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but what I also will say about The Voids in general is their music covers a wide... People are always, for me personally, they're like, well, like, you listen to The Strokes and The Voids and all that so much, it's all, like, the same thing. But for me, I can listen to, like, 10 or, like, all The Strokes songs for, like, each emotion they have like a song like the full that spectrum. they can use. Well, speaking of speaking of stuff um, sounding kind of the same, that's kind of this song kind of addresses that to some extent. Um, I don't know if it's that criticism that they've received from other people, but certainly um, Julian is aware um, of his own um, like dealings with that, basically. And that's good. That's a good thing when your lead band is your lead. Well. When the singer and the people behind the scenes are all aware. Right. And, well, I think that's a perfect segue into the lyrics. Because Julian, it's not exactly the same thing, but the lyrics, I guess, basically saying how he was playing it too safe. Playing it too safe is dangerous. Um, And a a line here that I love, I mean, he's always got a bunch like this, but um, where it's like almost a little bit contradictory, but also kind of thought-provoking, but also... I don't know. I can't tell if it's actually that deep, but um, all the things that kept me going was all the things that slowed me down. It's just like kind of these uh, um, opposing ideas, but they come together really well and kind of like, wow, that's a really interesting way of thinking about it. And you can think of a lot of things. It actually makes sense. It's not just empty words, you know, Um, like there can be a lot of things that keep somebody going, but they're also the same things holding you back and they can give you like energy and power. But at the same time, they're probably not good for you in the long run. And the way he's setting up this intro is he's setting us up for a song where he's realizing he has to make a change. Right. He's but, realizing he's messed up, but 
he's also realizing he doesn't want to because it's like he has this say like he know he it's He's comfortable it's comfort comf- zone. yeah it's a comfort zone it's safety in like the knowledge of what you're gonna be doing and what you're gonna be um like around because even if you don't like it you're like well at least i know what to expect right, you're comfortable and that you can't step outside of that but that's exactly what this is about him i don't think he has any issues actually moving past that but kind of some so i guess we should um uh well i guess so what I would take away from this is, as far as playing it safe, I'm pretty sure he's referring to, um, so Julian is from The Strokes, that's how he became pretty famous, um, and I think when he broke off from them, he didn't leave the band, but he started a side project, um, really, really, I, I really enjoyed the album, it's called Phrases for the Young, it was his only solo project that he's ever released, and I think that's what he's referring to, because after he got out of The Strokes, he started um, this side project, and in general, it's really good, but you could definitely see how he could feel like he was playing it too safe. I think he was sticking with stuff that either sounded similar to the Strokes or that was more like feel good. And even the whole the whole album title is phrases for the phrases for the youth, I think, or for the young, for the young, phrases for the young. Yeah, and so it's kind of supposed to be like this uplifting album, which is great, but it was also kind of delved into like the not dangerous territory. It was not controversial at all. It wasn't pushing any boundaries. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was helping him expand as an artist. Well, and now that you bring up the title of the mm-hmm. album, it's interesting because it's almost like he's giving like this new generation of people exactly the same things it's like yes but this will be for your guys's generation this will be the strokes of your guys's generation and, yeah, and also i think i think part of it too is that he's trying to create like positive messages right. too for the for the, for the young or yeah. the youth i don't know i, I can't it's remember for the young it's so. it is phrases but for it's, the young. It's, it's interchangeable obviously. right um i'm our superstar the youth without love the youth without love? No, youth without love. That's oh, oh, youth, yeah, Harmar's yeah. Superstar. Anyway, shout out, shout out to Harmar, Harmar, yeah, superstar who is um, friends with Julian Casablancas and on his label. We'll we'll do some songs about him in the uh, some future. songs by him in the future. We're not going to do songs about him. <laughs> we um, will record songs about Harmar. Superstar. I mean, who knows how we'll expand in the future? But yeah, for now, we'll stick with um, the voids for this podcast. Yeah, but um, basically, I think he's acknowledging that he was playing it pretty safe, and the voids. Or with such a, a drastic shift from that, their first album, man. If, if you haven't listened to it, I I would like implore you to listen to their album Tyranny, and just see if if you can listen to it all the way through on the first listen. If you're pretty into like different um, music and you're pretty exposed to like a lot of um, kind a, of like weird stuff, a wide variety of ex- yeah, strange. You might you might take to it right away, but my first reaction, honestly, I'm a I'm a huge Strokes fan. I'm a huge Julian fan. When the when that album sounds first came out, nothing like that. It sounds nothing like anything you've ever heard from them. And I also struggled with it for the first year to decide whether I liked it or it was good or not. And I really couldn't understand it. And it it wasn't like I was listening to it for a year solid, but I listened to it for a couple times and it didn't really stick with me. So I moved on. Uh, but then I came back to it, and wow, that's like one of my favorite albums now. And um, and it's just because I think my brain hadn't discovered like how to interpret that kind of music yet. And honestly, the int- another interesting thing about that is the more you listen to it, the more you like almost see a you f- you look for the similarities, and then 
you're just like, well, you know what? It had this type of sound to it that the Strokes usually have, and I kind of like that. So you can and kind so of like slowly going, get into it. And then slowly, little by little, you're like, man, I like the Void sound. Like, ooh, right. that sound. Boom. Right. But yeah, with all that said, I guess that was just to illustrate like how big of a departure that, that was. And I think that's what he's talking about, where he was... He was playing it too safe, and that's dangerous. And so I think with the voids, he's really trying not to play it safe he's anymore. Tr- he's trying to keep his creative like juices flowing, because that's another dangerous thing. If you get comfortable with what you're doing, it's not bad. It doesn't mean that what you're doing is bad, but it's just like you're not exploring. You're not figuring stuff out. You're not learning anything new and that's something that as a humanity we are striving to just continue to increase our knowledge no matter what the field is and increase our understanding of things right exactly and um i don't know it's it's just interesting in general how big of a theme this is with them like you can hear him kind of struggling with i think he just felt like he was confined in his musical bounds for so long based on just like once you're famous and people have an expectation of you, I think it's really hard to kind of change um, your style or what you're doing. And they've they've done that, and it's been amazing. Right. Like, and well, it's also because there's always that underlying tone of like, oh crap, if I change, will all this go away? Exactly. Well, people don't even want to care take, anymore. Right. You don't want to take that risk because you're like. Are they really coming to see me as an artist, or are they coming because they just like this sound? And if right. I change and this one sound, then it's like boom. Right. And on some gone. level, it kind of makes it more difficult than if you were a nobody. Because if you're nobody and you're just making weird music, you have nothing to lose. Right. But if you're a rock star and you're making weird music and people don't like it, then it's kind of like going to be a smudge on your record, and especially when you're getting into more like unconventional sounds. Like you never know what the reaction is going to be, and if people are just giving your albums trash reviews, I mean, you should keep going and keep making music. But I understand it would damage your like artistic um, like thinking. You're thinking in your mind, you're like, oh crap, I have to rethink everything because this didn't go how or, I wanted it to go. Even it, even though it sounds exactly how I wanted it to sound, it's this whole idea well, it, of it. It should be art versus like what the, people are saying. It right. should be what you like versus what others like. Right. But that's really easy to say for us at the same time who do not have like these massive contracts and like a lot like to a big make face. music right yeah i mean you yeah. think it would make it easier but i feel like it, it can definitely make it more difficult for, for sure you to work past that for because sure because you're in a box now right as we reference on ice station zebra like you're in a box and if you get out of that box it might be something that people like or it might be something that people hate well and that's another like going in that area like the band we've talked about in the past, Ponds and Fleshmen. Oh yeah, that was one of really, our first episodes. Like they're really not well known. I still right, think they are still under underground. I'd say. Yeah, for sure. They're just um, local in the Chicago music community. But but yeah, shout out to Ponds and Fleshmen. Yeah, shout out to them because they do something where I think it's totally fine. Like it's what we've been talking about. Like my two favorite songs by Ponds and Fleshmen. Our few ideas, which is the one we talked about on the podcast, and Christmas in Tokyo. Those sound those songs sound completely different. Right, right. There's no similarities. Right, exactly. But I love them both. Other than than the singer, the voice, yeah. Right, it's It's the same singer. But yeah, and I love that. It's perfect. But again, they're able to kind of 
well, I mean, it's not unusual for artists to like have songs that sound radically different from each other, but they do have more of, again, I, I wouldn't call them experimental, but definitely not a sound that you'd expect to hear on the radio. But I think for them, it's easy to do that because... There's low expectations. That brings it kind of back to my point. Yeah, I guess. Because they're more local. Extent. They're right. not really super well-known, so they can still exactly. be like... They have art- full artistic freedom. Right, basically. exactly. Because they're, they're still just like, hey, if you like us, you like us. If you don't, you don't. Right. Like, ideally, this is our style. Right. Ideally, they want you to like them, but at the same time, it's not like they're going to just start making whatever is popular right now right but and at the I same time you do want to become artists. popular but yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's kind of an it's, interesting it's a tricky situation but yeah with that said i think we should uh, continue with the song yeah find interesting about this is um how he's kind of in the lyrics it's going with what chuck and i were saying earlier where he's tell he's telling you as a listener he's like i want to put you in my crocodile mouth and drag you to the bottom of my <laughs> it's swamp a, it's a kind of a hilarious um visual right like it's that. a funny visual but and then the way he says it too afterwards he's like oh fuck yeah it's gonna be something to see like, like what, does that uh, mean? what can it mean all the possibilities like there's so yeah it's such kind of a bizarre thing but i think it's not that bizarre if you're actually paying attention well and and you know how his brain's working and also if you look at it from the perspective you and i were just talking about where it's like he wants us now to go and see kind of a perspective of how he's looking at things how he's seeing things how things are going on like in his swamp, so to speak. Reminds me of Shrek. Get out of my swamp. Get out of my swamp. <laughs> anyway. I don't know if I don't know if I remember that character in Shrek. It wasn't. I made that up just now. Uh, it's like his Get song. out of my swamp. It's like, it's like, oh, it's like wow. that song from Spirit now. Wow, yeah, that's an old reference. It, you sound like uh, oh, uh, Shrek's uh, hype man. Get out of my swamp. Okay, anyway. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Um, no, he's saying how he basically wants you to see how things are looking from his perspective. Bring you down to his bring level. You, yeah, bring down you... Down to his swamp. Actually, down to his level. Like, yeah. he's not putting himself on a 
plateau well, above you at all. Right. He's actually like not only just leveling with you, he's saying like he at this point maybe is even low because he's dragging you down. Right. You know, and you said something earlier in the pre-pod when we were discussing what we wanted to talk about that blew my mind um, about him opening up. You know, like he he's opening up his crocodile, crocodile mouth. mouth. Yeah. So he's kind of like opening up to people like that blew my mind. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know if that's exactly what he meant, but that's a really well, great and kind of it visual. Actually, it actually works companion. with kind of what he's saying there where it's now him where he's like, OK, I'm going to bring you to where like where I'm at now. And a lot of people probably will think it's weird or whatever, but. It's, it's me. It's the truth. It's what's right. going and on. That's it's literally me opening up. You. It's me opening up. Right. But and then another thing too is that that kind of visual of him as like a crocodile dragging him to the bottom of his swamp. That is the definition of not playing it safe. Yeah. And so that also kind of ties into kind of like the general, um, like uh, metaphor this song is going for, or where like the general motif of the song. Where it's like. Where it's like we're he's not going to just sit back and do whatever he um whatever people want him to do. He's actually going to show you what he likes and what right. he wants as an actual and, like human being, what his opinions are and Right. And one of the lines that he says throughout the song is, um, I was playing it too safe. Playing it too safe is dangerous. But the alternative is by just being dangerous. You know? Like playing it safe is dangerous, but kind of not playing it safe is also dangerous kind of by definition because if you're not safe then so it's, it's kind of you're in danger it's kind of this interesting thought there but you'd rather i think kind of the key point behind it is that playing it safe is dangerous because i think there's it's kind of like low risk low reward and when if you're actually just doing something and not playing it safe it's generally because there's High risk, but high reward. Yeah. And so they're both dangerous, but for different reasons. But one of them has like uh, the end result can be much better and much more, um, I don't know, meaningful than than the first approach. So just not and playing it safe by default. And especially going off of what you were saying with it being more meaningful, it actually would add meaning if it's like for real. If this is what's actually going on, this is how I'm actually feeling. I'm not putting up any barriers anymore. This is me. Like, right. this is who I am. This is as meaningful as you're going to get. <laughs> right. Um, and I guess kind of going off of that, too, I think he actually um, is pretty brutally honest with people. Uh, that's not the right word. No, um, I think... But he's he's opening up a bit. Uh, in, in the bridge, he, he said, like, some of the lyrics are, I don't really know where I'm going. Not sure that I want to be knowing. Like, dude, <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh man, um, it's. I think everyone can relate to that on some level because I think most people like it's easy to have your life planned out and like have a five-year plan and stuff like that. But the reality is that's just an idea of wh- how you want things to go. The reality is no one really knows. Like you, there's things you want to do, but it, it's kind of like the future is is not that easy to interpret. So yeah. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially when you're going to school or like starting out a career or really at most points in your life um and then kind of that idea of not really sure if you want to know like you kind of just it's about it's about the journey not the end right right like and also just like if doing you're, it day by day 
And mm-hmm. also, if you're saying how you don't want to know, it's like you don't want to put a limit on it. You don't want to say, like, restrict. You don't want to restrict yourself. Right, because you have no idea right, like, exactly what you're even restricting. What the possibilities could be. Right. Um. <clears throat> and then I love going into what he says right after that. He says how um, everyone is a hero in their made-up movie life. Like that... It's it's so it fits in perfectly with what we're talking about. Like this is about you as a person and your life, but no one knows the end. All everyone really knows is in their own life. It's about them, and they're the hero. Right, they're the they're star. Building yeah, their the own story. You're right. They're the hero. Yeah, exactly. And so everyone's also the good guy. And, and I'm not sure how that fits into the overall picture, but it definitely is relatable. Yeah. For I'm, sure. I'm sure there's some profound way it clicks in that we just haven't understood. Um, but yeah, the, there's kind of an interesting addition to that, you know, playing it safe is dangerous in um, in the bridge he adds on to the end of it, maybe not for me, but for them. And that's kind of interesting. Uh, we were talking a little bit about what that could possibly mean. Um, because how could it not, playing it safe not be dangerous for him, but for them? And also who is them, like everyone else. And as we were talking, I think we came to the realization and um, it's kind of mind-blowing. Or maybe we're just like too deep into this. <laughs> but them could be the strokes. Um, so the band that he's coming from. And so playing it safe is dangerous for them. Because like all those, um, a lot of the other band members of the strokes also have um, side projects. And I would say none of those are really um, as... They're more standard, like what you'd expect. They're good. Um, right. They're not bad. Like Albert Hammond Jr., we've done some of his stuff. It's great. But none of them are quite as out there as The Voids are. Um, and Julian The Voids almost me. went in a totally different direction. Yeah, they, they, they didn't stick with what was working. They decided to figure out something new, basically. Right. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm wondering if that could be, like, maybe he's worried about them, like, playing it safe. But I, I just, I guess I'm not sure why it would be. It wouldn't be dangerous for him to play it safe. But clearly he's not playing it safe anymore. But that also brings me to like a bigger point, which is that the whole name of the song is Wink. And which um, kind of makes you think that like if this song is kind of referencing the strokes and it's kind of like, you know, like, hey, Julian, is this song about the strokes? And then you respond to Wink. Like Wink, Wink, Nudge, Nudge. I'm not going to lie. That was inspired. Um, I saw someone um, posted that thought online. So that wasn't my original thought. Um, but still, I think it's it was a really cool way of framing it. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think the whole basis of the song, with it being Wink, I think that actually means, in my opinion, it's almost like double entendres, where it's just like, he's saying something, and you could take it for face value, or you could, like dive in deeper into it into and like swamp. look exactly and figure out both meanings of it and that's also a beautiful right. like representation of how the voids are in general right kind of leaving things open-ended yes but exactly. also sending a clear message it's amazing it's a fine line to walk all right well let's
with the with verse four, I was thinking, and three. Well, with verses three and four, it's interesting to me because now he's giving this perspective. He switched the perspective from just mainly talking about him, and he's talking about people and society in general, and how they're more like n- people are maybe doing stuff that they're not like a fan of doing it's it's they're they're doing they're like living their life but it's like the wrong life for them it's not really like just just going off the fact where he was saying like people in the wrong bodies and and yeah he gets pretty obtuse with his lyrics in verse four there um with like mountain broken like a heart like it's a pretty cool um it sounds pretty cool lyrically and it's a pretty cool visual but um yeah i'm not I'm not sure. I think it's all of verse well, I think four. It, I'm so I think, puzzled. About. I think it ties into verse three, which I, we kind of skipped over. Which I love this line, um, which is "People who do not do anything know exactly where all their time is going." I can relate to that. Like when I'm being lazy and not doing anything, I know exactly what I did all day. But if I'm like busy and doing stuff, I couldn't tell you what I was doing most of the day because, uh, like, you're just on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Right, and that also, I will say. Um, I'm glad you pointed out that verse because for me, that's a verse personally that hits me every time I hear this song. People who are not doing anything know exactly where all their time has gone. And that's also like could be why if you think about it, because most people are just like, man, like where did the day go? Oh, it's so stupid. And I'm just you get more upset with yourself because you feel like you haven't right. done anything because you know, you because you know anything. you haven't done anything. Right. Exactly. People who like under who aren't doing anything and then they're just like, Oh crap. That's like for me one of the worst feelings. Like when yeah, you know terrible. you've just been like saying like, Oh yeah, we should do this, we should do this, or yeah, well maybe let's do this or okay, I gotta get this done, this done, this done and then all of a sudden you look up after you finish saying all that and then it's like eight o'clock at night and you were saying that at eight in the morning. It's like what the hell? <laughs> like what just happened? Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, it's kind of just like a little interesting anecdote there. Um, but yeah, the, the, I really like, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about his delivery and more about the music. Um, I really like the sound of his voice in this. It almost sounds like he doesn't care at all. Like, it's just like the most like nonchalant, whatever. Like he's kind of just like, eh. and I love that he's able to give those vibes. I think it, like we were saying earlier, it creates kind of like this perfect, almost like discord with the song because it's pretty upbeat and kind of like, I don't know, pretty active and grooving. And he just sounds, his voice almost sounds lazy, you know, yeah. and, and it's this um, perfect, perfect contrast with, with the music. Um, also, just like the way the percussion hits and how everything comes together um, and, and how... Um, like during the verses it just like really gets builds up a lot more and they it builds on each other it just goes it's almost right. like it, like it makes you want to just like start like i don't know bobbing your head like yeah. doing some head banging <laughs> it's it's interesting cuz the way they present it it's like them going up and up and up but then it's a build up it, it's this build up and then when it levels off, it's not like this huge explosion. It's just like, and the da da da. Right, just like it like it's blows a, up. It blows up, but then goes right back, like you right back down into down the swamp. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We've come full circle. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's just really good. Like I would definitely recommend checking out, just like listening to the whole song all the way through, because obviously it's kind of disruptive when we're 
um, giving you feedback every every couple minutes. Yeah, that's really, even though we talk in depth about all this, our main purpose is for you to listen to this music. And you can have right. your own opinions. And you can hear this and think like, oh, it sounds just like such and such. And I think it's this. And that's the beauty of music. Right. You can get so many things out well, of it. And, and it also helps, though, when you have someone who's writing lyrics that are I would say open pretty ended. beautiful and open-ended. Yeah. Um, like this this line here in verse four, drive a highway through you like a rainbow arc. Like, I'm not sure if that's a reference because like I said before, people in the wrong body could be some kind of a, a reference to trans people. But, and then the rainbow also, I'm not sure if that's related or if I'm just grasping at straws. I'm really not sure what what they're saying there, but you can just kind of think about those lines and it's really, really interesting just to try to, I don't know, ponder it a bit and see. But it, it's uh, it's like, po- I mean, it is it is poetry. And that's kind of just like how poetry works. So And music like this, it's that's what makes it beautiful is how you can just think about it. Like, you have to listen to this song so many times. And then, even then, there's not like this formula where it's like, oh, obviously this means this and this right. means this. Which is and then, what then it, that just it's ends here. That's what no, makes it powerful. Exactly. Because you can kind of like, if you can relate to it at all, suddenly now this song is about you. Right. It's it's not about like, oh, it's about this specific girl that like won't talk to and, me. And then that makes it more personal and it helps you connect. to connect with it. Yeah. And like when and you hear this. And right. And then when you hear this song come on just randomly, it's just like, wow, like. I love this song. Like that's why. That's why we're talking said, about it, right? <laughs> when someone says like I love this song, it usually, in my opinion, should be like, "Man, I've heard this song, and like I actually like really love this song." Right? Like the song brings me a crazy amount of joy, or like literally makes me tear up, or yeah. both at the same yeah. time, or just like you know, it just, I just, just gives you an emotion. It puts it puts emotion in yeah. you, and I think. Julian's just like a really fantastic songwriter in that aspect. Like, it's hard to listen to his music and not have feelings going on. And like, it might sound dumb to say that, but there's a lot of music I listen to where I'm just like, eh. Eh. yeah. And I, I don't mean that as like a snob, just like stuff that doesn't connect with me. I'm not saying I have issues with the way the music is, but I like on on some level, I don't even care about the structure of what's happening musically. All I care about is how it makes me feel. Right. And I will on say, some level. and I will say, there is good. There is a time and a place for music. Like the other day that I was just by myself trying to do um, some homework or whatever, and I was just playing background music, and all these songs kept coming on where I just kept like actually like listening into the lyrics. I'm like, crap, skip the song. Right, instead skip. of homework because it's too I, meaningful. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there is definitely a time well, and a place for songs that have like no meaning and are good like background, background music. Yeah. yeah, and I used to think too that like, oh, well, like it's just songs with lyrics that are distracting, right? So I would like maybe put on some classical music because that's, in quotes supposed to be good for studying but the problem i had is it doesn't matter if there's lyrics or not you can still become distracted by like how interesting the music is yeah so pro tip actually if you're trying to do something else you probably shouldn't listen to music but But i still do because it's way more enjoyable but also pro tip is if you continue to just listen to music around you you can actually probably find what works for you in whatever situation. Maybe even start a podcast. Yeah. Or maybe, actually, if you're interested, hit us up and maybe join us on our podcast. Yeah. That. Let, oh, well, actually, and I do want to mention, um, I did get, we did get a comment the oh, other we, day. Oh, we actually got a, um, a, um, like a voice message yeah. from one of our listeners. 
Uh, they were in uh, California, I want to say. I I hate that I'm going to say this, but I don't remember what their name was. Um, <laughs> we're too famous to remember fans. Uh, uh, I but I did appreciate that they sent us in a voice message. They said how they like listened to our podcast and how much they loved it and just little things like that and that it's nice. We love any kind of feedback, even yeah. if you're not saying that you like our podcast. If you're saying that you hate our podcast, that's even that's more feedback. ideal. I think just any we're trying is to great. improve. That's the whole point. We're trying to improve and figure out what works and what people like and just like with how we were saying earlier like you find out what music works for you well we've think well we've found that this music we're talking about works for us that's is what we enjoy right listening but to at the and same understanding time, and as but, but if you introduce us to other stuff you never know like what people like there's stuff that i've heard that i had never heard before and that's the whole point that's well i mean it's, point. yeah you're it's always in always finding new stuff right and, and for us too it's it's not that we're not interested in talking about other music it's just that naturally we're going to talk about the music that we're listening to right now and that we're so familiar if, with so right. if you can put us on to some really good stuff like we'd love to talk about yeah it. of course um and of course music discovery is one of the most difficult things it should be the easiest thing in the world because we have access to more music than anyone in the history of the world ever for free like you can just go on spotify um and there's so many great resources through youtube but we struggle still with music discovery because there's so much that it's really hard to filter out the stuff that uh, i don't want to say like good versus bad but just like the stuff that i want to listen to or the stuff that's meaningful to me right versus stuff that and isn't. then from a um a certain genre you could hear one song in that genre and then that just isn't the song for you and it's just it turns you off from that whole genre but it doesn't mean you don't like the whole genre right it, it just, just means, means that you, you haven't don't like that you song. haven't experienced what it can offer because that's one of the problems with putting people into box people into boxes is that once you decide okay like for example let's say like oh i don't like country music so then you say i don't like i won't listen to anything like that I mean, I'm guilty of that with country music, but there's a lot of stuff that is actually country that's like decent. Well, I might get a lot of hate mail for that, but um, I would say, anyway, I'm not going to go super far into that, but I'm just saying that every genre I think has songs that like anyone could appreciate. Let's just say this may be the last time you hear Chuck on this podcast. Yeah, before I get replaced with my robot. <laughs> But, yeah, he just did the slitting the throw motion. Okay, but uh, seriously, though, we should probably wrap this up. All right. Damn. We didn't finish this time I yet. I was thinking, oh, I was I thinking we, we actually... I was thinking we actually um, maybe just don't even do the outro. Like this part. But. All right, so that was Wink by The Voids again off their... Um, 2018 album um, Virtue. I almost said Tyranny. Virtue, <laughs> for sure. Um, you can. I would highly recommend um, listening to it on Spotify or buying it or whatever. It's it's great. Definitely worth your money. And that whole album, like, even if you weren't necessarily a fan of this song, but you were like, well, I like the Void stuff where it sounds more maybe like a little deeper and. I I don't know if darker would be the right no, tone, this is, but like this was definitely one of their more upbeat stuff. But on this album, that's what we were saying. It's like they have like a wide range right. of and, sounds and they're this, dealing with on this album. This album was definitely made to be more listenable than the previous stuff. So yeah. it, I think you can't really go wrong. But you can um, find a song you like on this album. I guarantee it. But yeah, um, 
All right. Well, with, with that said, um, so you, uh, definitely hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, or you can also send us some um, audio messages on Anchor. Yeah, that that again, it was so cool that we got that the other day. Um, our Twitter is at underscore listening underscore in, and then our Instagram is listening in podcast, all lowercase, all no spaces. So, all right. But um, with that said. Thanks again for listening in. No, we'll just do like thanks again for like listening. Yeah. In. No, I mean, I mean, just saying like, doing oh, thanks for listening in, and then just like never finish the song. That was good. <laughs>